Hey, welcome to the Story Studio Podcast. Uh, today is this is a double Dave episode. So if you've been looking for like more Dave, we didn't quite you follow. Got it. Yeah, we didn't. We kind of followed the suggestion, but not really. We're kind of cheating. It's not twice our Dave, who is actually less Dave. Like he's he's shrinking. He's he's Dave multiplied. He's half the Dave he used to be. And so which is we why you all have been he's trying to clone him. Like, like the used to be. So our. <laughs> Are you guys compensating now, or why? Why am I here? <laughs> That's why we brought you in. <laughs> so the other, the other Dave or David or Id, depending on how you want to work. Podcast it, is now fifty percent Dave. Fifty percent Dave is uh, this is uh, David Brown from Story Shop. So we're going to talk kind of about Story Shop, and not about like um, go buy Story Shop or anything. This is more like the story of Story Shop, the mission, the mission of Story Shop. Is that correct to characterize sort of what we're doing today? Yeah, I don't think we're talking about the tool itself. I mean, a little bit, of course. Dave said we more... can't talk about this, the tool, our Dave. He's like, he's like, you have to just talk about everything else. We're ta- well, Dave's, Dave's not using it yet. He'll get there. Um, Dave, when's the last time you logged in? It's been months, right? Uh, I just logged in to see if the blue is still there. I saw the blue and I left. <laughs> I ran. Dave is really, really against this blue. <laughs> just so that you know we do have other color schemes in the works to where oh you, that's awesome you'll be able to toggle on night mode or you know like a yes muted, muted mode or dave so has, you, do you have an apocalypse mode dave has very strong opinions like apocalypse mode is full of you know graveyard backgrounds and blood and goth mode, it, it's yeah. not too much yeah. to, and i'm actually not kidding about this david because i think there's a market for it can we have an apocalypse mode at some <laughs> if there are other skins there should be no Absolutely. reason to apocalypse, right? okay. well, one of my very first stories was a paraplegic zombie slayer so i think i'm i'm in all right i, um, I, I love it our our, uh, our dave has very very strong make it or break it sort of decisions about colors and ice used at fast food places. He has very, very strong opinions on this. Oh, uh, by the way, a little callback on that. So um, for those of you who aren't Worst Show Ever listeners, which good on you, um, Dave has very strong opinions on Sonic Ice. It's the best ice in the world. And we were driving by a Sonic Ice. Absolutely, 100% agree. All Dave's agree. All Dave's agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we go there just to buy a big bag of it. Take it <laughs> we were driving by a Sonic and my kids were like, we should. We need to go to Sonic and just get a drink. Just get a drink, just to see. Or just get ice. Did, did, they, like, did they like not, it? Did they no, no, we, didn't, we haven't done it yet because we were uh, like... I, I need the end of that story. What the hell, do you not love your children? <laughs> I, I'm really trying to keep them from the good things in life. The, the trick is you have to turn the air conditioning in the car way up. Because you get the bag of ice and you have to get home super fast before it starts to melt. Because wait, wait, when you, you put it in the freezer, it's one big cube. You don't carry the giant thermos in your trunk? Or not, <laughs> well, you the ther- the, the, not the thermos, the, the, the cooler, the styrofoam cooler. David, what he's telling you. get a couple of bags, then you just load the cooler. Yeah. Yes. Styrofoam cooler always in the trunk when you buy frozen stuff. What else do you keep I, I thought everyone did that. <laughs> and a decoy cooler. All right. So before we before we get going here, I, I want to mention we did launch the Smarter Artist Locker, um, which is a collection of five of our 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 writing books. Right. So this is like everything you need to know to be an indie publisher thus far to this point. So it's write publisher Pete, iterate and optimize fiction unboxed, writing online, and the one with all the writing advice. And it's like what six bucks at launch? I think something like that. It's five five bucks. So you can um, pre order that at sterlinginstone.net 
slash lock, star, sorry, slash locker, sterlingandstone.net slash locker. And I suppose I should mention again that um, if you want to get on the list for live viewership, like see the, um, get a, get an email reminder when the shows are live, you can go to sterlingandstone.net slash live show. And with that, I guess we go into. Wait, 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 wait. Come down to Crazy Dave's Locker. I was just going to say, is there a link? Is there a link for Dave's Basement Show? Because (laughs) is that still daily? I can hear a little jingle. Dave's Basement Show. (laughs) It would be like Mister Rogers, except I would come into the room and I would take off all of my uh, serial killer gear, throw the bloody stuff on the floor, (laughs) and put on my slippers. Oh my god, I love a parody of. um, What if he just like Mister Rogers would take things off? What if Dave just keeps going? Just, just then walks around naked. What I love is like an opening jingle, like Dave's Basement Show, and it sounds like really sweet. But then, like as soon as the jingle ends, you hear a woman screaming, like in. And then the little train comes through from the land of uh, of. uh, And the train has the decapitated heads of the children on it. Well, I was gonna say that it was on fire coming from the land of the apocalypse land. (laughs) Who has um? Who has something cool today? Um, that's a good question. I do. Hannah, Hannah on Amazon prime. It's a great show. Uh, I love the movie. Uh, and this is, um, it's, it's written by the same person. Uh, I don't know how many of the people are involved, but, um, at least the, the, the guy that created it is the writer. Uh, and has the two leads from the killing AMC show on there. Um, and it's just phenomenal. I like it. It's it expands on the movie. Like it covers some of the same ground the first few episodes, but then it expands the mythology. And I'm not yet at the end of it, but I, I'm hoping there will be a season two because I, I love it. It's a great show. Um, we were almost about to watch that based on your uh, recommendation, but yeah. We, we just didn't. We watched the trailer and we're like, yeah, it'll make the list, but it's not the right mood. It's, it's really good. It's it's so good. And and it's it's not too dark. It's just just the right amount of dark. Not too dark. What do you bet it's like terrible? It's like Faces of Death, with which yeah. grandma let him watch. Not too dark. I think that's what he said about the Game of Thrones pilot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. The pilot so, wasn't um, that dark. Red um, wedding, yeah, Red Wedding is where that show officially lost me. I've, I've not seen an episode. Oh, you should have just seen the one that aired last week. I don't want to spoil anything, but holy shit, we got it from no. we got it from John's reaction when we met him on Monday. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy. No. Uh, so uh, uh, my something cool is um, it's a it's a YouTube channel, and I've been making my way through a lot of their videos lately. Um, it's called Screen Prism, and the show mm. is called The Tape, and they do these like. The shortest ones are five minutes, but there's only a few of those. They seem to average between 10 and 15, and there's a few that are 20 plus. They're really good. They're great. They're like, uh, it's film analysis and from all kinds of different angles, Uh, but they do TV too. Like there's a, um, have you seen the Friends ones yet, Johnny? No, you told me about them. Yeah, they've got like each of the friends, like what Joey offers to the group, what, you know, the show as a whole. A really interesting one is on Gunther, that he's like the cautionary tale for Friends. Um, and anyway, they're, they're really interesting, but I've gotten into this habit of there's this period of time where, um, uh, it's all, and I think it's this time of year too. school's ending. It's just, it's a little bit of spring fever and I'm behind on a bunch of stuff right now. And when I'm ahead, it's really easy to stay ahead. I'm actually the opposite. When I'm behind, I start resenting things <laughs> and looking for reasons to procrastinate. 
<laughs> so I was getting kind of bad about it as soon as the children left in the morning and Cindy left for yoga. And I'm like, oh, the house is to myself. I'm going to procrastinate. And Slack becomes really interesting. And I don't feel like working. And so I, I, <clears throat> the way I fixed that was I would actually, it was be, originally because I was procrastinating. I would watch a, a screen take video. But what it ended up doing, and this has just been my, my thing for the last couple of weeks now, is I'll watch one in that video or in that that stretch. It's just like 15 minutes, but then I'm motivated. Like, oh, I just saw something creative. I want to go create now because, you know, they have videos like it might be a Spielberg movie if, and then they break apart the process and tell you what all Spielberg movies have in common. And so it just gets me in the mode. And I watched, I've been watching one in the morning and one in the, the um, afternoon, you know, for a while. And I just really like them. I think anybody listening to the show would really appreciate them. They, they break things down in just really articulate ways and they're fun to listen to, and you feel a little bit smarter about story every time you finish one. Uh, I'm going to defer this time because there's four of us, and I don't really have anything good. Uh, David, David Brown, do you have anything cool that you, you want to share with everybody? Other than the trains that you guys can probably hear rumbling past I actually, the I actually can't, but um, no. now I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> I um, always hear a train roaring through my lonely soul. <laughs> After that, there's just nothing cool that I can. <laughs> I've just been I've been spending all my time in Story Shop University, but I mean we can get to that later. So I mean I I literally have not looked at or seen anything else like in two weeks. Yeah, I was gonna say let's get to that now if you don't really have something cool, but but actually it makes more sense to set the stage with, you know let's let's talk about a little bit little bit about what happened with Story Shop. Let's. Um, talk about, I mean, there's been a little bit of a bumpy road. It has a happy ending or a happy interim, I would say, a happy ending for now um, with with a bright future, which is really very cool. And um, and sort of the mission of it, maybe that's a good place to start. So, I mean, you guys have been approaching Story Shop with kind of a, a mission that's a little different than us. Like we were like, well, we just want a really cool writing tool, but you're, can you just pick me up because I'm all over the place? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're, this is the fun part, right? So we've... We've got all of these months and years, um, you know, of us meeting each other and building our relationship and kind of having some of the same goals and and dreams and visions for, um, you know, writing software that could help take some of the pain out of the process that could be collaborative, that could, you know, make collaboration seamless, make creating creative content faster, better, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so... Then we've we've gotten here through you know so I don't know where you want to to start on the on that road that journey or process. Well, you know what? Let's start kind of in the arrest. Like just we're here. It's been so it's been a little more than a year since we hooked up and we realized that our company was not equipped to handle Story Shop. It was not equipped to usher it into the next phase. We had spent all of our money and then a lot more of our money on <laughs> basically the, the first phase of it. And that was not sustainable. Um, you guys had um, handled it from a completely different end where we had more than enough money and we didn't spend it wisely. You had very little money and spent it in kind of some genius ways. And so we knew that you guys were the, the right shepherds because you had handled your end of the project. For those of you who don't know, um, the company was called Fiction Vortex, and they they had an app. They had something already going that was different than what we had. But the mission, like the overall vibe of what we were trying to do in the industry was really similar. So it really was the perfect match for us. 
And it was a matter of how do we get this to work together? How do we, um, how do we transition? And that was a long year. You know, we had to make sure that our strategies were sound, that the money was coming in to do all the things we needed to do, um, mm-hmm. to make priorities. Um, so that's a good place to start in all the middle of that transition, which has been kind of a long road. What was the thing that surprised mm-hmm. you the most? caught you off guard and just like, oh, wow, I, I, I didn't see that coming. And that was harder than I thought. Well, yeah, I mean, this year has been about figuring out where we were with everything. Um, everything from the community, the users that were already on the platform and where the platform stood and where we would need to to start to get it to where we needed to go. So and essentially what we discovered a few months into the process is that we just wanted to rebuild everything. So we rebuilt the app, you know, we rebuilt the database. We, you know, it was, so this whole first year has really been about <clears throat> taking what existed and being able to rebuild it in a way that could grow to include the vision that we were bringing on board that would go you know, beyond just what we shared with, like, we want this to be the best planner, world builder, writer, known to man that makes collaboration possible. And also then bring in the abilities to accommodate all the things that we saw, you know, that would need to to happen. I mean, when you, we, you know, you start talking about worlds that have 25 authors, you know, several hundred characters, and thousands of integrated relationships between each character, <clears throat> you, you have this you know, complex data structure that has to be able to make all these appropriate calls every single time you change anything on any one of these characters that it's you know, doing potentially thousands of things per second and not bogging the program down. So, I mean, we've, we've shopped for the right structure and the right, you know, all the kind of boring back-end stuff that goes into making the magic on the front end happens. So that's really what this first year has been about, you know, a lot of stuff that isn't visible, a lot of stuff that's kind of painful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just the migration part, I mean, hasn't every part of that been more difficult than you kind of expected? So you you thought, okay, we can add on to this. Now we're going to have to rebuild it. Oh, we can migrate this once it's built. Oh, now this is a real big pain in the ass that we didn't see coming. Right. Yeah. On the surface, it was like, okay, this is way harder than, you know, someone coming from an author background like I thought it would be. Um, When we actually got the honest truth from some of the developers that were involved in it, um, you know, one of them was like, to tell you the truth, I'm surprised this wasn't just a complete shit show. It's like, this actually worked really well. Um, And just due to the complexity of what we were doing and due to, you know, the... Yeah, I mean, the level of complication of what we were doing with taking an established functioning platform that worked, even though on the surface, the new story shop and the old story shop, I think, are are looking pretty similar in a lot of ways now with Beats Mode being introduced and all that kind of stuff. Like, on the back end, it's it's organizing everything completely differently, keeping track of, of everything you're doing in a very specific manner so that when you call it up later, whether you're world building or whether you're calling things into a timeline or any of the types of things that we want to be able to do, the backend knows exactly what you're asking. It knows what you need. It's, it's smart. It's linking everything automatically when you're working in 
planning when you're working in your world, making elements when you're in the editor. Like it's, you know, needs the ability to hyperlink between stuff that you're typing in the text and other cards so that it actually knows the character nickname that you just used. It knows who you're referring to. That knows when that character was born. That knows that that character, when you set the time period for this scene, that character is technically dead according to what you wrote in the card. So you shouldn't be using that character in any sense here unless it's to a past tense reference. And so it needs to be able to know all of this stuff so that it can help you track a world that might have, you know, dozens of books, dozens of authors, hundreds of characters, you know, however really massive the, you know, or epic the scope or the time timeline gets to be able to coordinate and control your entire, you know, brand, all your intellectual property, all your collaborators and everything kind of help, you know, make that process easier, smarter. So it sounds like what we have is, I mean, I know what we have is a lot more future proof, um, but there had to be, it kind of had to be built. It's like getting the outline right. <laughs> you know, that the story is going to change as, you know, we continue to develop it. Um, and by we, I mean, you guys, <laughs> thank you. Um, but as it's continued to be developed, it, like the, actually the iterations are a lot faster now. So this big, big change was kind of huge. There was one um, a couple months ago, February, I think. And then this one, that's, that's the big one. And now, um, I think it's, is that every Monday there's just updates that are like there in the background? Yeah. The plan is every other, so every two weeks, um, on Monday that, you know, you'll see some little tweaks, rollouts and fixes and new little features and improvements. So getting there, because the outline had to be right, we don't know exactly what it'll look like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, but we know we had to get the basic outline right. So I know that has been a difficult part, right? We, I mean, we screwed up a few times. We did it on our end. We transitioned more screw ups because like, I think there was a couple of things that were um, figuring out what the product actually needed to be and look and feel like, and then transitioning it over and, um, and making sure that everybody was happy with that transition. So what were the yeah. big, like, missteps there? What were the things that we learned from? Yeah, I mean, it's it's messy anytime it involves multiple developer teams. And so from our end, you know, we, we've got to develop a developer team. You know, the original Story Shop had its own developer team. And, you know, we were kind of working through you guys and then getting connected with them. And then there were a couple of different people on that side. And so, yeah, I think some of the stuff on our end is just we we weren't fully aware of what was in the old database. Like we just we didn't understand how the the legacy users of StoryShop were utilizing the platform until basically as we launched the new version. And so we released a version that we're like, okay, well, this is, this is the perfect place to start um, for building what we need to, to keep building moving forward. Yet what we didn't realize is that we were leaving out beats mode, which was about what 80% of the legacy users were using the most. Right. Because I mean, story shop as originally conceived was not a writer. It was it beats was, mode. That was, it that was, was what right. it was. It was an outline. And so the writer was an add-on thing that we were building, but the new version of Story Shop came writer first. So the Beats right. mode was an add-on. So basically, you know, our community who had been faithfully using it back to Kickstarters had been, you know, our biggest supporters 
all of a sudden we're like, hey guys, there's a new version and it sucks for you. <laughs> and so everybody was like, right. what the actual hell? So from and our perspective, you know, we're just like, well, we've got to make sure we nail the writer environment first. You know, like we have to know that we have this as, cause it's where for the most part, most writers are going to spend more time living in the actual writing environment. We want to make sure that we have access to our planning and our world and like everything sort of needs to. So we're, we're super focused in on building that and then realize sort of as we were launching this that when we actually got into the old database and we're looking at the fields as we were mapping them from the old product to the new product, we're like, there are dozens and dozens of users in here that have no story content whatsoever. It's all <laughs> planning. It's all beats. We're like, they're only using beats. And we're just like, this is going to well, go yeah, really well because... I, for us too, we, we couldn't write in it because until your editor can get in there, it's just not a great environment for writing and getting all the way publishing. And we're trying to, I mean, that's the whole point of the software is to create a single environment where you can outline all the way through the process to publishing, but it wasn't there yet. And so a lot of people were just using it as the planner and they just felt like someone went into their home and moved a bunch of shit around, kicked some furniture over and then like left. And we're like, you know, we'll send a housekeeper over later. I I feel like if we were professional, we would have started this show off by saying what story shop was. (laughs) Yeah. Leave it to Dave to always bring us back to center. That's true. <laughs> Story Shop is a uh, fruit delivery service available in Honduras. <laughs> Named very cleverly. <laughs> well, we don't want anybody to know what it is. It's What's COVID. the uh, elevator pitch for what Story Shop is for those people who might not know the story? And then we can we can work backwards and be like uh, Memento because we can tell the story of like, well, what came after that? Well, we worked with these guys and they like all the stuff we presumed. Right. Yeah. Well, now it's more of like what we were just saying. It's a singular place where you can come, you know, with university.storyshop.io um, coming out, you know, being available essentially starting today. Um, you know, you've got all of your educational resources, you've got a forum, you know, you've got um, courses all free. And so everything from the educational stuff you need, the writing environment you need, the world building bar that you need, the beats planning that you need. Um, you know, and as far out as we're willing to talk about now this summer, you know, we've got a, a partnership coming with Publish Drive to be able to take the work when you're finished with it, be able to click a button, sign an agreement with Publish Drive, uh, choose, you know, which platforms, retailers you want it to go out through um, as far as ebook. And so it's, it's really the goal of it is to become that place where you can make your home there. Um, now that you've got to, you know, you've got to rearrange the furniture a little bit um, after we kicked your chair over and um, hopefully didn't knock your grandmother out on the floor or anything. But grandma, um, help help her up. And uh, yeah, but it's just where you can you can from beginning, you know, of a project to planning it, and if you're collaborating, you know, having actually the ability to manage how all of the collaboration goes down, what the permissions for each collaborator is what they can do, you know, what kind of role they have and being able to create that product together and, and push it out from beginning to end. So what, what's some of the, like the bigger why behind this? <laughs> because I, I know for us, our why was always very direct. Um, we're all over the place. You know, we can't, we can't, we can't scale 
the way we want to if we're using Scrivener and Doc. And you know, if we're in eight or nine different spaces, it's very difficult for us to um, use the process that we have to create stories on you know a, a pretty consistent basis. Um, and I know that now you know we're still in every room of the house and we have to move into Story Shop, but that promise is really, really big for us. So what is the promise for you? Like, what is it that you're hoping Story Shop does? Yeah, I mean, I started with a lot of the same whys. I mean, I, I think the first time I emailed you, Sean, was back when you were doing the first or second season of Yesterday's Gone. And, you know, I saw what you guys were doing with Serial, with episodic um, storytelling and Serial release. And that's what I was doing at the time. And I just saw it. And I was just, I, I didn't understand why everyone else wasn't doing it. You know, I mean, everyone loves the sort of 45-minute television show. Everybody loves the sort of serial episodic storytelling. I just, but I, you know, there's no platform for it. You know, I mean, Amazon is how you guys were trying to deliver it. And it's like, this is a pain in the ass. The royalties are terrible. Like, this is, it doesn't work. Um, there's no real great, great way to collaborate. Because if you're going to be creating that kind of rapid release content, you need to be collaborating with other people. And, you know, I was doing the same thing with people trying to use Scrivener and Dropbox, you know, and, and share stuff. And it was. Yeah, just, we just had a, a, an author this week finished her, her first book with us and it was in Scrivener. And um, she spent two days trying to recover files because Dropbox did something weird. And it was just <laughs> like she just wanted to tear out. The, the writing was easy. This is very hard. Right. Yeah. I mean, I. I I started, you know, back in the days of when Smashwords Meat Grinder was like the, pretty much the only way to do anything, you know, and these kinds of tools, it's like, well, 10 years ago, that was great. You know, that was awesome. But like now that's, you know, that's laughable. Like there, there has to be something better, you know, like you, you can't use a combination of Slack and, and Google Drive and Scrivener and, Zoom and okay, that's a really good question. So, um, when we first first started Story Shop, was that like five years ago? It's been it's been a while now. So back then, um, there weren't competitors in the space. Like this was a really naked place, which is why we wanted to enter it. So now it's a little bit different. It's it is a little more crowded. There are a few people doing stuff like this. So, what do you see as the future of the space and how Story Shop fits in? Do you think there will be uh, just a couple big players, um, and what do you think the differentiators will be? Um, I don't. I mean, the space is getting a little more crowded as far as just online, you know, web writing platforms. Um, but honestly, what Story Shop is doing is there's still nobody else that's attempting it. Um, and I mean, most people have told us it's because we're we're idiots. I mean, we're we're <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're just we've heard that too. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing way too much. But that's just the thing. It's like it's got to be everything or nothing. You know, like I'm not interested in using you know a, a great world building platform if I have to then export everything over to my outlining and planning platform and then use Scrivener to write and then I have to export a docx to my editor and then I get the docx back and then I have to format it, you know, in Vellum and, or wherever. And then I, you know, import stuff back into Scrivener or like to format from there and, and then load stuff up to all the places individually. I mean, it's, 
if you if you have so many things as an author that you have to do and learn and so much content you have to be producing, it's ridiculous to have to go through, you know, your three and a half hours of writing a day that you're permitted because you have to spend the, the next five hours formatting and grinding and uploading and transitioning everything around. So, there, I mean, there needs to be a place. There's absolutely no reason why. And I guess to answer your question, I, I, I mean, I think there's going to be one. I think it's going to be story shop in the space. I think that's going to be the only one, um, you know, because I think in another six months, you know, and it's going to become more and more apparent with like, okay, I could have five services, three of which cost me 10 or $15 a month to maintain, or I can have one account on story shop and do everything. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And I, I would also add that you have to be a little bit crazy to totally break the paradigm. And the other ones that I've seen out there, you know, they, they are, they are newer and they do seem to be developing fast, but they do seem limited in their scope. They're basically, how do we become the very best online writing platform or, you know, place to organize your chapters, maybe. That's the reasonable way to go. So that's, that's. Absolutely. But this kind of integrated solution is, um, is, is amazing. But what I I love about it, and I I got to reconnect with that this week because, um, so the, this newest version was available as of last Friday. And, um, and I was both really excited that it was out and also like, damn it, <laughs> because I have way too much stuff to do and not enough time to actually go in and enjoy it. And I wanted to spend as much time as I could before, you know, you were going to be on this week. And so, um, I felt something in the last couple of days that I forgot what it felt like because it was been it like so a sneeze long. only better. <laughs> yes. It was like a sneeze only better. Um, just trying to bring it, it, it down. It was something that, uh, you know, I, I had forgotten what it felt like to, uh, to outline in, um, in story shop. And the last thing that I had outlined in story shop was some, it's a book that, that Johnny and I wrote a couple of years ago and have actually just been holding on to. Um, it's a really complicated book and I don't think I, it could not have been outlined the way it was outlined outside of story shop. It was the first, the first thing I ever did that was like, okay, story shop was born for this. This is what, you know, this made me feel so awesome. But then Johnny wrote in it and I couldn't edit in it. And I was like, okay, well now it's broken. (laughs) And so I haven't really been in it since that project. And then this week I started to outline something. I was taking an existing outline and putting it in and putting it through beats mode and adding characters. And um, I I could start to really feel it. But the point is that what made me really happy is that just like that last version of beat modes, it's not that there's a place, it's not that there's a container to put the ideas, um, you know, beat to beat. It's that the container itself helps to inspire the ideas. It helps you to keep moving. It helps you to stay in one environment. It helps you to see, you know, with, with dropdown. And so it's, it's a weird thing because it's obviously there's stuff to iron out. So for example, in the beats boxes, there's, uh, there's this, uh, this little icon that you click to either expand or contract, right? The, the, the size of the box. And that should be a single click because you don't need to click it twice. So you click it and you get an option. Do you want to expand it or not? Well, yes, because I just clicked it. So, you know, as I'm going through this 39 chapter thing that I'm putting in there, there's a lot of unnecessary clicks. So it's that the the, the tool is built to save us time. So you get real sensitive to the 
I'll reveal a little secret behind that. Um, there's two more view modes that are going to be installed into that. And so I guess the reason why you, there's a dropdown that just has basically one option right now is that there's going to be two more soon. Yeah. And, and you know what? Okay. So, so I'm glad you said that because here's my point. I have enough confidence. I mean, if you went a month ago, um, I mean, it's become a, a joke within the company. Like, okay, if Story Shop says something, it will eventually come true. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it will be on any kind of a timeline. And it's just been kind of a wait and see. We have absolute faith in the team and the project. But getting to this point where I feel confident right now has been a long journey. But but I kept coming into little things that were like, okay, well, that needs to be ironed out. That needs to be fixed as I was using it. But nothing egregious and everything that I found was like, oh, well, I'm sure there's a reason for that. I'm sure it's on the way to something else. And that was great because I didn't, I didn't have that since the very last time a few years ago. So it's awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. That little, that icon view. I think that you'll see what's coming there probably in the next few weeks. And it's, that's going to be a cool, cool thing. So let's talk about Story Shop University, right? Because you mentioned that earlier. What is it? What's, what's the, um, why do we care, basically? Yeah. So, I mean, again, for us, this is all about bringing everything together, you know, so that you can live in one spot. <clears throat> so if you're, if you're writing something and you have a question, you don't, you know, like, I need to know more about the character arc I'm trying to develop. I need to know, you know, like, I'm going to go brush up on the hero's journey or I need, like, I need a hook. I need to know how to, like, get through this, this soggy middle, you know, and whatever it is that you're trying to deal with. Um, you're struggling with POV or, you know, um, <clears throat> there's no reason to go anywhere else. You know, you, you click on the link directly into the university. Um, there, it's, it's all integrated. You're logged into one, you're logged into the other. Um, you search the forum, see if you can find any answers there. Uh, you know, look through the blog. Um, this is also going to be a place where we're going to allow the community to generate content. So, you know, you're a writer. If you blog and you want to have, you know, sort of like medium or whatever, a place for you to put your stuff out, make it available for other people to read. There'll be a way to, you know, kind of work your way up through the ranks in Story Shop University, you know, potentially from a forum participant, um, you know, to a, a blog contributor, to a moderator, you know, however you want to be involved in that community. This is a place for us really to allow the community to interact, educate, talk back and forth without bringing any of that directly into the story shop app itself. Um, because we, you know, we don't want that environment to become a social, you know, I mean, the last thing we want is to bring like Facebook into your writing environment. So, you know, that is a terrible idea, <laughs> terrible, gross. And there are uh, video tutorials on uh, Story Shop University. I think that's very important because I, I used one of those. I used, one, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I bet there's a video. Yeah. <laughs> it was we, awesome. we, when, when people when people see how to use it, it and it gives you you know ideas on how you can use it because you know you can use it in different ways, uh, so I, I think that's really cool. As a yeah, and savvy has a yeah, savvy has a real bright, pleasant voice too. It's, it's real, it's inviting. Yeah, so hang out in the university, get to know savvy a little bit. She'll chat with you. She's the friendly one. <laughs> I think the important sort of meta point to all of this is that, and, and we didn't really state this explicitly, but we couldn't give story shop or any educational things surrounding it like university. Um, we, we couldn't give, we as Sterling and Stone couldn't give it 
any of the attention that it needed, honestly. And so we were kind of limping along. And so the idea of having dedicated people who are like making things usable, making things pretty with a whole staff of developers and adding new features on a regular basis. Like we were like, well, we'll, we'll maybe get to the point where the wheel stops wobbling and top tipping the cart over on you eventually. And then <laughs> will we get to something else? Well, I don't know. Do we have any developers? Well, we have one guy. Story stop would be right now if we had kept it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it would have been absurd. So the idea that it's out of our hands and into yours is kind of a big deal. And um, we're increasing, this is a little bit off topic, but we're increasingly kind of looking at story shop to the extent that they want this mantle to be like sort of a, an education partner for us. I mean, we're still doing our books, but we aren't doing anything else in the old smarter artist space, including the summit. And that's something we've been talking about recently too, is, you know, they're doing the story shop summit, um, that it, it, it isn't, it, it's a, it's the next it's the evolution of the Smarter Artist Summit, but we don't run it. It's not the same event, but it's the same, you know, audience. Like there is that space that's still filled and we can speak at it. And so it is nice to partner along those lines, just sort of across the board, not just the software. Yeah. yeah so for, I'm sorry, go ahead, David. I was just saying that we want, you know, this, the Story Shop Summit, again, to be that, that place in person where you're now able to go hang out with that community, you know, the bring it full loop, you know, where you can create in story shop, you can learn in story shop university, you know, you can post things there, you can talk there, you can go and meet people at the conference, uh, at the summit and, you know, make that a legitimate part of your, you know, your, your author plan. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, we haven't been too clear on this just because it's been a long transition, but when we knew last year that we were closing the smart artist part of the, the studio, um, you know, this was the first call that we made. We got on with the story shop guys and said, Hey, you know, why not have a place where we can put all of our education? Why not have a place that it makes sense? So, you know, we've been talking about these stone table books that we're going to do and we will, we'll have very regular content drops there. But if you want them neatly packaged as a book, you can go get that. But if you just want them the same information, you're going to be able to get it on story shop. Largely, you're going to be able to get it on story shop university just by clicking around and, and it's free story shop university is a a hundred percent free resource. Right. And we've got a dozen authors putting content into it right now. So we're, you know, we'll keep building it out as fast as we can. Did, did we give the address? I apologize if I missed that for story shop university. I don't think we did. No. University.storyshop.io. And is there a link from the main storyshop.io page? Like university. There will be in about one hour after I get off of this. There you go. So for all intents and purposes, except for you OGs who are listening. So live. if you're live, screw you. <laughs> you don't get a they can They can wait an hour. You think they're going to be that eager? Maybe. Or you can just type it into your browser. You, know, you can go <laughs> you can there. Do that too. That I like that's that. So da- I like that David eschews the idea of just fuck you. Like he's like, he's all helpful. We're just like, yeah, if you can't get it, then up yours. Yeah, we, we've decided to make it a business strategy for Story Shop to not tell everyone. You <laughs> not know, tell everyone to fuck themselves? Yeah. That's, that's really novel. I like that you zig when others zag. Well, now that Gr- Grumpy Cat is dead, he passed away in case you didn't oh, know. No. I, I think uh-huh. there's a void that needs to be filled with a grumpy something. I wonder who that <laughs> could be. Taper. <laughs> a taper. David the Taper. <laughs> All right. So do you have any um, uh, like cool, surprising, uh, hopefully disastrous stories? Because those are always always the best ones 
Um, because I know, I mean, I don't know. I know how hard you guys are working. I know that it's been relentless. I know that you're like 20 hour days, like 30 in a row or whatever. So there's got to be some great stories there of like lost data and that you rescued at the last second, like Indiana Jones or something. Like what, what's the best kind of behind? I like the idea of them rescuing data at the last minute, like Indiana Jones. Please get on that. There's some data. That door is closing. Grab my hand. has such a tight grasp on tech. (laughs) That's how it works. Get that data. I wish I could say it's as dramatic as we want it to sound, but it, it's really more like we just send a like little WhatsApp, you know, message to some so guy. You're basically gutting it out every day. Like that's just it. <laughs> and they go and they like, you know, type in a little script and they're like, and then they send it back to you 10 minutes later and they're like, yeah, here it is. And we're like, yay. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm imagining David and the crew like funny. balancing some data in one hand and a bag of sand in the other and trying to make a quick swap. Quick, and before the dad makes notice. Rolling after them. Right. Here comes the story shop ball. Um, no, it's mostly stuff like, you know, you're testing um, at three in the morning, you know, in the demo environment to make sure that everything's going to work right. And, you know, you get to a spot to where you're happy, you go to sleep, you wake up four hours later and it's broken in production and you're just like <laughs> throwing stuff across the room. Like, yeah, that's that's the, I think, wait, one of the... That's how so, my day begins. <laughs> it was, it must have been... Love, but it's over now. Right, bef- right before the February... <laughs> Maybe it was right before the February one. It was right before some major something was going to go out. And I had gone to bed for three or four hours, woke, you know, woke up at 6.45 or whatever, you know, I was supposed to get up and I had my iPad next to the bed. So I was still in bed, picked it up. And the first thing I see is Zoom, no, uh, Slack message from Johnny Mm -hmm. Asking about something in, yeah, it was the first migration and it was supposed to still, like, we were supposed to be down for like several hours. Yeah, this is right before the summit. And so I I get up and the first thing I see is Johnny asking about like, is this, you know, like there's something missing or is this supposed to be like something that indicated that he was in Story Shop. (laughs) And the last thing I had heard when I went to bed like three and a half hours ago was like, it's down. We're still migrating stuff. Like, you know, it won't be up until later in the morning. So don't worry about it. Get some sleep. And I'm like, don't use it or you'll break it. So yeah, I no, basically break the internet. I'm like, wait, my first thought was we, we went live. Like we launched while I was asleep. Like no one even like woke me up. Like, and people are in using the platform and I'm like, I'm, you know, slacking everyone like, oh, my God, Johnny's on the, like, when did this go live? And everybody's like, it didn't go live. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Johnny's in the app. And everybody's like, wait, what? Like, This is very advantageous. Yeah, I was actually in there because I went to check it. This is actually the event that just basically got me out of Story Shop forever. Until until I knew it was time. Like, I'm not going to experiment anymore. I'm not going to go in there. Because I did, I jumped in and then I slacked Johnny. I'm like, it's live. So then he jumped in and I didn't know it wasn't supposed to be live. It was like you guys opened the window for like five minutes to let some fresh air in. And we jumped in and started ransacking the house. Yeah, it was like the firewall went down for a few minutes for some reason. And there were at least five or six people that were just sitting there hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. And like 
So because we got a couple of tickets from other people too that were like, well, I'm in the app, but I'm not seeing whatever. And we're like, we're not supposed to be in the app. Yeah. And I think for well, that I sounds secure. <laughs> I think I think from what I understood later too, the uh the people who were in during that time, actually that's where some of the problems came from. They kind of broke the migration. Like we should not yeah. have been in there. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anyone that got in, yeah, we had problems because you know the the data was actively migrating. And so then if any changes you make, it was basically like the you know the um database was like, wait. What? Like, I just sent that. Like, now you're telling me to send something different. Well, so it's, I mean, it has been kind of a rocky road. Like, let's let's face that, right? So what do you say to, because I know that there are people who've been frustrated. There's people who really hung in there, though. Like, people who've been, you know, like, okay, I know that this is going to be awesome, and now it's starting to be really awesome. So any thoughts on there? Like, what do you say to somebody who's kind of like, well, I don't know. It was a little frustrating for a while. Yeah, what do you say to somebody who's lost all faith in StoryShop? Because, like, honestly, like, I, I, I love StoryShop, and I'm there. But if I wasn't involved in StoryShop, I would have bailed a long time ago. I would have lost faith because I don't have time. So, like, I'm invested, so of course I have faith. And I can really see it now. And that's been this whole thing. Like, we've, we've never had a StoryShop show because we've never been using it enough to feel great about talking about it. And that's so important to this. So we're tied up in it. We really want to migrate everything in our company so that everyone, including Dave, has access to the same information. Until and, that color's fixed. <laughs> you know, we're, it's we're apocalypse mode, I'm telling you, dude. Apocalypse mode. So, so, you know, I would have been on that that group of people who were like, yeah, it's a, like I'm sure they're great guys, but I'm just not doing it. So what do you say to that group of people? I mean, actually, I think a lot of the people we've run into out of the latest users are exactly like you just described. I mean, they're they're committed because they've got skin in the game. And so we've talked to a lot of people who have been like, well, just let me know when this feature is added back. You know, let me know when Beats Mode gets back and I'll come in and, and I'll use it. You know, we've talked to a lot of people a lot of the Kickstarter backers, especially, you know, I was one of the original lifetime Kickstarter backers too. And so I've talked with a lot of them, but a lot of them have that view of like, you know, I knew when I backed the Kickstarter that it wasn't going to be an instantaneous thing. And it was, you know, like you mentioned earlier, the frustrating part for the people that was, that were using the, the program solely for planning was that they liked how it was, you know, like it, it had reached a level where just for planning, it worked really well for what they wanted to do. And we totally shook that up in the process of getting back and launching it to be able to be more robust. Um, now we're getting back to that spot. We've seen um, people who had canceled their subscriptions. We've seen people renew those subscriptions. Um, oh, that's after, awesome. I didn't know that. That's great. That's a great well, Yeah, after launching Beach Beats Mode. Yeah. So we well, we're seeing, Beach Mode. Yeah, Beach Mode. <laughs> next right next to the apocalypse mode. Um so yeah, we're seeing people come back. And and so yeah, that's why I just for there's been a lot of people in the legacy crowd that have been really understanding, um <clears throat> have been patient. And I think we've probably lost some of the crowd who came in late on the legacy product and used it maybe for, you know, four or five, six months and then went through the whole transition, but didn't have the backdrop or the, or the story with, with Sterling and Stone. And so I think some of those people 
we have seen just drop out and be like, well, I, you know, I don't know what's going on. This product went from being one thing to being a beta again, to being something different. And there's just little, and there's no background there for them to understand really what was happening. Okay. That's a good question. When do you think that we lose the, cause I actually don't have any idea of this answer. When do you think we lose the term beta? At what point are we, okay, this is, this is story shop. This is no longer story shop beta. Right. That's coming pretty soon. Um, we debated whether we should drop the beta title with this last release. Um, <clears throat> but we ultimately made the decision not to remove it right with the new release because, you know, we suspected, well, there's probably going to be a few, you know, hiccups with any major release. So we wanted to make sure we were able to smooth through that process, <clears throat> you know, listen to the users, deal with the user tickets that came in as far as like, well, I'm seeing this weird thing now. I'm like, okay, well, we can get that addressed. And then we feel like in the coming couple of weeks, we're probably going to be confident enough to drop the beta, you know, because it's, you're making a promise with the user, you know, when the beta label goes away and people come on the platform, they're expecting it to work right and to work perfectly. And right now it's close to that. But like you were saying, there's still some things where you're like, why is there one option here where it feels like you wouldn't really need that? <clears throat> so there's still some things that are a little incomplete. The story hasn't been completely told. And we're wanting to make sure that we kind of we have all that stuff sorted out. You know, like right now, if you invite a collaborator, <clears throat> it, it will add them to your world automatically if they have an account already. And if they don't, it does nothing. And so that's that's a more complicated function that we've been actually trying to like figure out. And it's taking us a while to get it down to where, because it just involves so many different aspects of the platform to be able to call to the database. Do they have an account? No, they don't. We're going to send them an email and it's going to say this and it's going to give them a link and they can click and get signed up and be added to, you know, have added to your world all in a, so yeah, we need you to have that. You guys have a similar problem that we do as we're trying to build systems out, which is there's no model for this. It hasn't been done. And so we have to figure everything out the first time. We don't get to, we don't get to borrow other people's processes, which I think that that's probably what you're facing a lot, right? Um, all right. So do you, there's a feature coming out that, that Tom demoed for us um, the last time we talked. And is it is that safe enough to talk about? Because I think that was really, really cool. And it's one of the things yeah. that, okay, so this really excites me because this is kind of an, uh, indicating where things are going and how sophisticated they're getting kind of quickly. You know, once the, once the baseline product was reshaped, um, the iterations are supposed to be coming fast. And we've already seen that hold true. And <laughs> this new feature was really awesome. And, and, and Tom, um, who's a, another partner in Story Shop, was uh, demoing this, and it's really cool. So what you do is you can upload a full document. So this is really important for us because we've got a couple hundred books that we need to move into Story Shop, especially with our shared world stuff. So you can upload a document, and it will recognize the chapter breaks. It will load it into Story Shop, but it will also automatically make cards if you want. So like it, you know, it recognizes proper nouns and names. It makes name cards. You just say, yes, I want a name card for that. Yes, I want a name card for that. Oh, that's a location. Yes, I want a location card for that. But you get to so, curate as you go in. So like there were some yeah. that it, it just didn't recognize. And it, I mean, you know, AI isn't sophisticated enough to know that the, you saying Quaxelborg 
is like somebody's <laughs> name or a species versus it being like a typo or something else. So like, I remember when Tom was showing it, there was like, uh, U-H-H-H-H. And we're like, well, you know, let's not make a title card for that. But it was amazing how many it had pulled that you were like, yeah, I want that. And, and you could, you know, okay, that's yeah. this, that's this. I mean, think of that as opposed to copy and pasting the whole thing and then going through the document to find anything that you want to make a card for. This is just brilliant. Yeah, the, the world building wizard, the world card wizard um, is what we're calling it. And I mean, the only reason that that's not out right now is that we, when we were about to push it out, we sort of realized there were a few extra complexities that we wanted to put into it <clears throat> so that it would feel more complete. Like if you get to something that actually isn't a character, isn't an element, isn't a place or whatever, it's just a weird, you know, uh, slang word or something that you've generated. We're like, well, we really want to build in a dictionary feature into this so that you oh, can yes, yes, you can take those and say this is just a this is a slang word in my world and this is what it means and you can add. Johnny, it to let me have more slang in Beam Season Four if we have a dictionary. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> right, or even if it flags something like gonna or gotcha or whatever that the you know the language recognizer is like, well, I don't know what this word is. Is it an element? you know, you could just click on the dictionary and say, no, this is an English word, and it will add it then, saying, okay, when you import more stuff, I'm going to recognize that gotcha is just a word that I've added to my dictionary now, so I'm not going to ask you if you want to make a card out of it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. All right, well, last question for me, just on a, and this one is just a personal one, because I, I know that I missed this when I was doing the beats, is like kind of the social media profile, that kind of look where, because you can load a, a photo for sure. Like I loaded a character photo for all of my characters, but um, but you want to see them, right? You want to be able to just at a glance see who your characters are. So is something like that coming? And I imagine it is, but is something like that coming? And what is the timeline for that? Right. So that's going to be one of the additional views on that little pull down that you mentioned before. Like, why is there only one view here? So there will be an additional view that will essentially it will allow it'll allow you to choose to see either your world card elements in kind of a Pinterest board mode, or even your beats if you want to see your beats in kind of a cork board. So like cork board, I got it. Awesome. Yeah, note card looking. You could choose to see all of your beats, kind of just little note cards on. Um, so that's a view that we're going to bring. Um, I don't know exactly when that one's going to be out. The first piece of that is going to be released fairly quickly, which will be the kind of what we're calling our social cards. Um, and, and this is something that the legacy story shop did a better job of when, you know, you could look at like a character card and it had like their little avatar face and yeah, their, I love that <laughs> their stats. And so we're, we're bringing that back in like a different way so that, like if Justin not sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it when a joke doesn't really land and then but the other person has to address it as if it were legit. I had one of those earlier. So um I mean let's so let's let's close up and I this is I mean I'll just say personally, I, I actually haven't I haven't used it much since it came out. And the reason is because it's um my function is a little different than Sean's. So um I actually would be using the part that like we were saying Story Shop was born as a planner. Well, I was never really much of a planner. I was usually the person taking the plan and, and implementing it. So it's the other half 
that um, as soon as I have a, an assignment that is that begins in Story Shop, I'm really curious to start using it and um, doing the writing with those elements in place and the quick references and stuff. I think it's going to be totally rad. So um, I guess we, we we talked about doing you know more more appearances as as we go on as Story Shop gets a little more robust and as it as it builds out. For right now, um, check it out at StoryShop.io. But definitely check out University at it's university.storyshop.io. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. I, IO is um, it's not storyshop.com. It's IO, uh, and so check that out. Um, any anything else to add, David? Before we close up, by the time so for you know live listeners, by the time this airs, otherwise, desktop mode might be available. So oh, Dave's happy. Well, I don't know we're about te- that. We're, te- <laughs> we're testing desktop mode. We just started testing desktop mode in the demo. So, you know, we'll do the whole back and forth with bug fixes. And so however long that takes us, but that's that's going to be one of the next major things that you're going to see coming down the, the pipeline. Is, that, is that offline? or That's offline, yeah. There's two levels of it. Desktop mode itself is not offline, but then we're going to do the offline ability. Oh, so desktop mode, but not browser-based, you're saying? Yep, you can do desktop and still be online, which just allows you to be syncing with all your collaborators. And you will also be able to go offline, but there's going to be special rules involved in that so that you we can resolve any changes you might make and that someone else might be making changes in the same scene while they're online. You come back online, it's going to have to reconcile all that okay i like that uh yeah neve says cool all i need is dark mode and i'm ready to go yeah apocalypse mode desktop we'll get there um and then what about not to put you on the spot but what about um like inline comments the the ones that aren't chapter based but are like word based i know that there was a lot of programming inline comments has been like the holy grail for us for a year like like when we first talked about this it was like okay inline comments it's really holding us back on the the current person yeah inline comments are coming too and i know we've we've kicked that down the road a little bit longer than you guys wanted but it's been the type of thing that we're we're balanced we're trying to balance what we think all of the users want. And we know there's a lot of users that are going to use inline comments, but we know that there's also a lot of things that you're going to want kind of before. Yeah, you have to look at the... Well, we handed you a big mess, right? So so a lot of this has been sort of triage. And so now that it's starting to, you know, really be nice, then, then yeah, I mean, obviously. If, if we're one user. Well, we're one family of users and, and we do use those things more than, you know, other people who might be like, well, how about me make it work before we worry about comments? That would be good. <laughs> um, yeah, so great. So let's, um, we'll, 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 we'll follow up down the road. Uh, David, thank you very much for being on. Um, I will and just, for actually building, for, for actually building a tool rather than just what the <laughs> shit that we were doing. And I will just mention too, again, that, um, the smarter artist locker is, uh, available for pre-order or for sale, maybe depending on when you're listening to this. And so get it, get it while it's cheap, five books. Apparently it's five bucks. That seems cheap, but I, I guess that's what it is. Um, sterlinginstone.net slash locker is the direct link to that on Amazon. Uh, and I guess that's yeah, it. It is. It's four four ninety nine, but that is a launch price. It's a launch price. It'll, it'll go up. Yeah. So it's, it's, again, we it's, can't keep these crazy prices. <laughs> crazy days. It's five. I'm going to bring out that picture, that story shop again of, uh, Sean as Danny DeVito hawking cars from Matilda. Oh, I can't wait for that. Which is That's great. My, 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 my son, second favorite. 
other side. My son really enjoyed that. Really, really enjoyed that. He can't think of you any other way now. Uh, which is a shame. So thanks everybody for listening to the story, story studio podcast. I almost said story shop podcast, story studio podcast, and we'll see you guys. Thanks to all of you guys that are using it, keep on using it and send us any suggestions you've got. Bye-bye y'all.